Okay, before we get into the episode, can you do me a huge favor? Screenshot this episode and post it on your Instagram and tag me in it so I can reshare it. It not only helps me and helps the podcast, but it also helps every other teacher out there that needs some advice, needs some help, needs someone to relate to. Think about the first time you heard this podcast and you were like, oh, Joe, it's like sitting in the room with you and just venting about my life, right? Like, don't you want other teachers to feel that way? So do me a favor, screenshot this episode, post it on your Instagram and tag me in it so that I can kind of post it out and get it on my little podcast highlight on my Instagram and then you can be on there forever. Anyway, guess what? The Teacher Tired Retreat is happening. The 2021 Teacher Tired Retreat is coming this July and I'm going to tell you all how to buy a ticket at the end of this episode. So keep listening. I will tell you more. But first, let's get into the episode. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are, whatever time it is, welcome to Teacher Tired. So I'm going to be totally honest with you in today's podcast. Okay, when am I not totally honest with you? (laughs) But this is kind of like a confessional, if you will, (laughs) on something that I have severely been struggling with this year. Um, And I'm going to be honest, like severely struggling with, crying, tears, struggling with, um, can't seem to figure out, been confiding in all my teacher friends. I just don't know what to do, and I'm at a loss. And you know what? As I'm recording this episode, there are 13 days left of my school year, and I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what? I don't even care. But I wanted to come on here and be honest about it because I know there's someone else out there who is feeling this way, and I know that frustration is high right now. It's the end of the school year. The kids are done. I'm done. You're probably done. (laughs) It's time for summer, and this – School year has felt like five school years in one. Like it'll never end. Um, And maybe that's because in the beginning for me, the COVID stuff was so intense. Um, And it did lean, it got a little bit more lenient throughout the year for me. But I know there's other teachers out there who are still virtual and have taught virtually all year. And I think that's flipping nuts, but we're not getting into it. I just think that this has been a year. And I can use that as an excuse, sure. But I wanted to share something that I have been having a hard time with. Excuse my throat gathering. Oh my gosh, there was something seriously stuck in my throat. I just had like something really spicy and I think it's just like sitting (laughs) in my throat. Anyway, something that I've super been struggling with this year and having a hard time with is teacher guilt. And I'm going to dive into that a little bit more. But hardcore, I've been having a very hard time controlling my classroom. I've been having a really hard time controlling my environment. Um, And I've just been having a really hard time overall. And I think it started second semester. It was like after we came back from winter break, things like in the lamest terms, excuse my French, but shit hit the fan when we came back from – winter break in January. I have had students who struggle with behaviors just like pop out of nowhere all of a sudden. Um, 
and it kind of like blindsided me because the first semester was going so great and I didn't really know where it was coming from. I didn't really understand it. So I had to like almost start over. Um, so that was really hard. And then a couple of weeks later, we were getting new students. Um, and it's very common that in kindergarten, you get new students kind of at the end of the year, it, it, especially where I live. It's it's kind of like the charter schools. Um, and I'm not bashing charter schools at this moment. I'm just going to tell you what happens in my neighborhood. The charter schools kick out the so-called rough kids um, and send them to the nearest public schools. And then we take them in um, very late into the school year. Do I think that's right? Absolutely not. But we can't deny a child, and I definitely think they need an education, so we take them anyway. So what ends up happening is we usually get like three to five new students on like the 110th day of school. It's kind of ridiculous, but we find a way to manage. Well, this year specifically, I it kind of rocked my room. Like we got a couple new students, and it changed the dynamic for the worst. Um, and usually it changes the dynamic for just a step into the bad zone, <laughs> like just a little bit. And you kind of ha- teach your other kids how to manage it and it works out well and you can figure it out. But for some reason, I have not figured it out this year. Um, it just rocked our world. It totally flipped us upside down. I haven't been able to figure out how to handle it. And I totally lost control of my classroom. Um the kids are getting more comfortable with each other. They're fighting like they're siblings. And this happens every year. So I'm just kind of running down the list. But they're, you know, pushing each other a lot more. They're a lot more handsy. They're tattling like no other. And we have a very, like, very well-managed tattle system in my – me and my teammate in kindergarten. Um like if someone's bothering you, we teach them how to handle it themselves instead of telling the teacher. So once the tattling started, I was like, whoa, 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 like what is happening? Um, so yeah, it's just been a rough second semester. And I had a great first semester, so it was very blindsiding and very hard to handle. And I will be honest, I have not been handling it well. I will be – so blunt and honest with you, I have yelled at my class way more than I would have liked to this year. I am a teacher who likes to practice calm conversations with my children, even if they're doing something super aggressive. And that has not been the case this semester. (laughs) I have been yelling a crazy amount this year. And there are times where I yell and I'm like, that was so bad. I did not need to do that. Um, There are times where I yell for no reason. (laughs) Like it's just so loud in my room that I mentally cannot handle it that I kind of freak out and I just yell. There are times where I yell because somebody physically hurts someone else and I just want them to stop. There's times where I yell because I've asked a student 15 times to stop spinning the scissors before they cut themselves. And then when they do cut themselves, I kind of lose it. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. This year has been one of those years and more specifically the last couple of months and the last semester. And I know for a fact that I speak for many, many, many of you guys that have been going through a rough year. Like I – You may not be able to resonate with the specifics of my rough year and how I'm handling it, but I know for a fact 
you're going through something similar. <laughs> and I want to start by saying I'm not comparing my struggles with yours. I'm not. I'm really just telling my story because I know someone out there is on the same teacher guilt path. Like I have been so just mad at myself for for screaming or yelling or doing things that I know is not my teaching style. And then at the end of the day, I feel really guilty about it. And I think of all the ways that I could have handled it but didn't. Um, and I just feel guilty. And you know what? You know what I think contributes to this? I have a neighbor teacher like on one of the ends of my room and she's in the room like across from me. I know she teaches like a different grade, but she teaches all virtually. So she can hear everything. She can hear every conversation, every yell, every noise, every bang, every cut, every glue. Like she can hear everything. So I think like when I do something out of anger or I kind of like lash out when I know I shouldn't, it it's even heavier because I'm like, oh, snap, she just heard that. And I feel like someone's judging me. And then I'm like, why am I thinking about that? I don't care what other people think about my teaching. I shouldn't care. It's my four walls. It's my kids. I know what's best for them. I preach that all of the time to you guys. Like, do what's best for your kids. Who cares what other people think? And for some reason, this year has been so rough that it's gotten the best of me. I'm constantly, like, worried about what I'm saying, how I'm saying it. And I honestly think it's making things worse because when I don't worry about it, my natural teaching style is just to stay calm and cool and collected. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And part of me was like, there's just too many kids in here. <laughs> like part of me wants to find some deep excuse as to why I'm acting like this. Um, and the other part of me is like, Joe, you've just had a rough year, dude. Like this, you just need to chalk this one up toss in the trash can and forget about it. <laughs> it's just been a rough year. COVID happened and you started the entire year online and then you were expected for the kids to come in and they're just starting to – they're just going to grasp information. Like that's not possible. So I think like genuinely I'm trying to talk myself down into being like, you know what? You have 13 days left. Just survive and realize that this year is not your typical year of teaching and then go into next year with – your best foot. Like go into next year understanding what kind of teacher I really am. And I do do an activity before every school year where I kind of sit down and I discuss my with myself like what is my why? Why am I showing up this year? What can I do better? What kind of teacher am I? Am I? And you know, how can I put my best foot forward every single day? What do I need to do to remind myself? You know, like this year I've been journaling every morning and it's been helping me a lot and so on and so forth. Like what can I do to better myself? Um, and I think this year when I go into the next school year, I'm just going to like chalk up last year as a loss and really focus on not doing it again because it has been exhausting. Oh my, like this teacher guilt on my shoulders is so heavy that I just want to cry after every day. And I don't know where it's coming from. I, for a long time, I thought it was my personal life because my personal life was kind of a roller coaster this year. And then my personal life started to get much better and flatten out and become amazing. And my, my teaching was still rough. And I'll be honest with you guys, I love teaching. But this year was the year that I thought about leaving teaching the most. 
that's hard to say. <laughs> I have a background in business. You guys know this. I have a background in business. I'm this is not my first career. And I had many days this school year where I would close my eyes and envision myself sitting at a desk at my old job just thinking about my old worries and realizing that it's not even an eighth of what I worry about on a day-to-day basis as a teacher. And that's hard to admit, but I had many days this year where I just had to go, okay, today's a loss. It's okay. You're going to make it. And you know what the craziest part about this year is? My data is fine. (laughs) My kids are succeeding like crazy. Like it has nothing to do with the academic side of things. It's all the social emotional learning, the behaviors. Like that's where I'm struggling this year. Um, And that's usually my strong suit. So (laughs) I wonder if I just came into this year and was like super focused on academics where I kind of took a turn for the worst. I don't know. Who knows? I just wanted to tell you guys that my teacher guilt this year has been so strong that I feel like I've cried way too many times. And it's fine to cry. I'm okay with crying. You should cry, especially as a teacher. Let it out, girlfriend, because it sucks, dude. Our job can suck sometimes. And sometimes crying just makes it feel so much better. So let it out. Let the tears flow. Let the river go because it's worth it. But Yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys that this teacher guilt this year is a little insane, and I'm really hoping to just kind of turn it around for next year. Again, as I'm recording this podcast, I only have 13 days left of school. So at this point, I'm just trying to survive, Um, and I just pray for the first grade teachers that have my kids next year. (laughs) I probably shouldn't say that, but that's okay. Oh my gosh. So... At the beginning of this episode, I told you the deepest, darkest secret that the 2021 Teacher Tired Retreat is happening here in Phoenix. Oh, I'm so excited. Last year's Teacher Tired Retreat was such a success. We had such a blast. Oh my God, it was so much fun. Um, Basically, just to run down of what the Teacher Tired Retreat is, it's kind of like a mini conference, if you will. Um, About 15 teachers get together. We stay in an Airbnb for a weekend and we have like a mini conference, but also collaborate with each other. We talk a lot about social emotional, how to handle those behaviors, how to handle that teacher guilt stuff, how to go home in contract times. We're not losing our minds, how to avoid burnout. Um, And we just kind of like bounce ideas off of each other, like how to fill our cups up on the weekend so we're not constantly lesson planning throughout the whole 180 days of school. Like how can we enjoy our lives too? Um, So there's a lot of conversation similar to what I talk about on a daily basis on my podcast and in my Instagram, but it gives you opportunity to collaborate with other teachers around you and all sorts of teachers come. Middle school teachers, high school teachers, early ed teachers, choir teachers, special teachers. It's truly, truly such an amazing experience. Lots of laughter, lots of tears of joy and crying and just so much fun. And yes, we talk about our favorite stories from the year because that's the best part. (laughs) So this year, 2021 Teacher Tired Retreat is officially July 24th to the 26th. So again, that's July 24th. That's a Saturday to Monday the 26th. So we check in to the Airbnb on the 24th in the afternoon and we check out Monday morning on the 26th. 
We got a massive Airbnb and I am taking the first 15 tickets. So the first 15 people who buy a ticket are the ones to hop into the retreat. I am doing it on a first come first serve basis, mainly because of the size of the Airbnb. You don't get much bigger than 15 people, but also because it keeps it close, it keeps it knit, um, and you have a lot more conversation with just those 15 people. It's absolutely amazing. I cannot recommend it enough. It's like the best weekend of your life as a teacher. It is such a cool experience. And we stayed friends after, so we always text each other and bounce ideas off of each other throughout the year. It's so much fun. So the ultimate question is how to get a ticket. How can you get a teacher's hired retreat ticket? So tickets are on sale through me on May 7th. That is this Friday. So this podcast comes out on Monday the 3rd. You have four days to buy a ticket. They are non-refundable. It is $175 Friday, May 7th. You'll find out more on Instagram how to buy the ticket, but tickets are on sale May 7th. And just to give you a little like 411, we're just doing it through Venmo. <laughs> so nothing crazy, um, but they are non-refundable. May 7th, this Friday, tickets are on sale. Get pumped. Get ready. I love you all. Thank you for listening to my little vent ses session about teacher guilt. Man, is it heavy this year, but I'm hoping next year is, ready, is, is better. I'm hoping next year is better, and it will be because I just – I know it will be. <laughs> I hope you have a fantastic week. I love you, and keep your head up. We got this. Thank you.